I'm Claire. And I'm Liz. And this is The Balancing Act, a podcast where we talk about law, life, and everything in between. Taxes. Everyone's favorite subject. Oh man, we talked about billing last time and now taxes. Wow. I hope we don't lose our viewer, our listeners by talking about these really fun topics. Right. <laughs> so taxes, really important as a business owner, not just for law practices, but for all types of businesses. Yes. If you are a business owner, whether you're a plumber or a mechanic or an accountant or an attorney or a dentist, if you own a business, you have to think about taxes. Yes. And you need to keep good records and... You don't want the IRS or Minnesota Department of Revenue mad at you. No, no, you don't. So what do you do? I am probably on the side of a little too obsessive about my record keeping. I don't think you can be. But first thing, honestly, that I did when I started my practice was find a good accountant. Yes. They really, the accountant that I use does not honestly cost as much as I thought that an accountant would cost, like very reasonably priced. Yes. Very helpful. Yes. We'll answer little questions here and there throughout the year. Yes. That's probably the most important thing I did. And when I was looking for an accountant, um, I asked around, which, you know, to other business owners and I kept, two names kept coming up and people would say, this one is really by the book. This one is a little bit more risky. And I said, well, I'm definitely going with the one who's more by the book. Yeah. (laughs) And has it been a good relationship in your almost decade of owning your own practice? Yes, it has. I feel like, you know, the first year or two, I wasn't sure exactly how to keep my records. He gave me a list of kind of how to categorize expenses. But at first I just felt kind of, I don't know clumsy almost with it but yeah I mean it's been good it's been very helpful he has I would assume I mean I don't know how much I would pay in taxes either way but I'm assuming that you know he's helped me know what deductions are good to appropriate yeah and you know given me hints here and there on what I need to pay attention to how about you Claire yeah I agree I think finding an accountant is like the absolute best, most important thing that you can do. Even like people like us who we deal with taxes on a regular basis with yeah. clients. Yep. Um, and I feel like aside from actual accountants or tax professionals ourselves, we have a really good handle on the taxes. Yeah. But it is worth it to write the annual check oh, for yeah. taxes for my fabulous accountant to to put everything in because that is that is just absolutely probably my favorite business expense to Same. pay for. Same. But yeah, he gave me my accountant gave me like a worksheet kind of to help fill out cool. and guide me like what the different categories are with like a little explanation uh-huh. <laughs> as to what they are. And the first year he He's like sat down with me and we went through things more detailed. Uh-huh. Now I just sent him the information and does the taxes and it's great. Yeah. But the first year he, he took a good chunk of time mm-hmm. making sure I knew what I was supposed to do. 
So he's, he's fantastic. I also do like on a monthly basis when I'm invoicing, I'm also reconciling, uh-huh. um, and kind of categorizing my different business expenses as, oh, that trip to Office Max was for office supplies, or this was a client <laughs> yes. expense, or this was mileage, or, uh-huh. you know, or this was my phone expense. Whatever my, my different expenses are, I'm categorizing them. So at the end of the year, it's really easy to, to get that kind of worksheet filled out, so to speak. I do that as well on a monthly basis. The first few years I didn't do it on a monthly basis because I still was learning. Yep. And it's it's a learning curve opening your own practice. But as soon as I realized like, hey, what if I took like five or 10 minutes each month to do this? It wouldn't be as horrible around tax time. Yeah. It really takes less than 15 minutes. Yeah. You said that you keep track of mileage. How do you do that? Your business mileage, obviously. Yes, my bi- right because there's a difference between business mileage and commuting mm-hmm. mileage. And, and so, personal mileage, obviously. And personal mileage. So it's just tracking your odometer, how many miles you put on your vehicle, like for the entire year. And of course, you can't count your time between like office to home or like mm-hmm. home to office. That yep. commute time you can't count. But if you're driving from your office to court. That's business mileage. Or if like when I'm meeting a client at their house, Mm -hmm. that's business mileage or going to meet, you know, for a meeting at another professional's like mediation or something. Right. That's business mileage. Um, So I just, I put it on my Google calendar, you know, when I have a meeting with somebody, Uh I'll just add like another thing for mileage, you know, 46 miles. And then I just go through my calendar at the end of the year. And that's how I count up my business miles. I don't do it quite that way. I write it. Well, I have my calendar. Yep. Like my Google calendar, but I don't put the miles in it. But every month I go through and just kind of enter everything into a spreadsheet because I used to also wait till the end of the year to do the mileage. And for me, entering mileage is for some reason, it's so boring to me. I hate (laughs) doing it, but I know I need to do it. So it's just easier if I do it by the month. Yeah. And for the most part, honestly, like when I look, it's, almost every month is really close to the same amount of miles. Oh, like, really? It's really rare that I have, like, I mean, obviously not exactly, but it's rare that I have a major outlier. So I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty consistent. Yeah, I would say unless I'm driving to, like, there's a couple different continuing ed classes that yeah. are not in the Twin Cities. And uh-huh. so if I'm, if, if it's one of those that I'm going to, that's yeah. where I see, like, a big spike. Yeah, if you're going out state for some sort of course. right. Right. But yeah, I agree. There's usually, it's usually not a huge difference. Another thing that I do when I'm entering my expenses is every now and then I'll have an expense come up where I'm like, I'm not sure what category this is, or is this one of those weird things that you're supposed to depreciate? Oh yeah. Um, anything like that, I label as ask CPA and then I just bring him, all right, well now I email a list, you know, at the a tax time, like these, you know, these are the five to 20, usually not 20, um, <laughs> things that I'm not so sure what I should do about. Yeah. So please let me know. And you brought up a excellent point, depreciation. That's a perfect reason to have an accountant. Yeah, I still don't get it. Because there are absolutely some things that you buy for your business that you do want to depreciate rather than write off the entire amount. And usually those are bigger things mm-hmm. like 
you bought, like, you upgraded your technology and computer system or something really big that you're going to be using over a period of time as opposed to, like, spending 50 bucks, Mm -hmm. you know, for, like, office supplies (laughs) on on paper or pens or whatever. Yeah. Um, That you wouldn't appreciate. But some of the bigger things you would. And that's the perfect reason to have an accountant. To know, like, yes, you should depreciate or, oh, this year you had quite the spike in your income. Why don't you take that whole, you know, large expense this year to help Mm -hmm. offset um, your tax liability? Yeah, I don't really, I still don't really understand depreciation. So basically for me as a rule is like, if something seems like a really big expense, that's when I just put it in that category and ask. Perfect. I, I still, I don't really understand it. Which is why there are accountants. Yes, good points, good points. So what about payroll? Okay, so that's a great question. So for me personally, I'm a solo attorney, so I don't, and I don't really run a payroll. I don't right. pay anyone. But Other than you. Really, I mean, every now and then, like, you might pay, like, a process server or, like, but that's kind of right, through but its that's... own contractual thing. Right, exactly. So I don't. And I'm not like an LLC, so I don't, and I don't know if that affects how I do it, but I just know how much I can count as my income and then, you know, and how much needs to stay in the business so I can actually pay my rent or right. my insurance. And so I pay my personal account in that way. And then I also either send the quarterly payment to the IRS or MinRev, or I still, yep. even if my accountant has said, oh, I don't know that you need to send any this year, right. I still save some because yep. I'm paranoid about owing them. What do you do as far as payroll, Claire? Yeah, it's the same. I am a, a PLLC, but it's it's the same because I don't have any employees. Uh-huh. I am not, you know, I don't have a paralegal or a receptionist or an associate or something like that where I need to do payroll and payroll taxes and a whole bunch of different things that come into consideration when you do have employees. Uh It's the same. I have a business operating account, a business trust account, and a business savings account. And when I pay myself, I pay myself monthly and I just Uh transfer it from my business operating account to my personal checking account. And then I set aside money each month to Mm -hmm. pay for those big expenses, whether it be taxes or like malpractice insurance is probably like my, like one, Mm -hmm. my biggest like lump sum expense. So I just transfer money each month to my savings account to, to cover that big, that big expense. So if I were to have employees, because who knows, maybe someday I will expand. Sure. Um, there's no way I would personally do the payroll without using a company because you can't, there's different payroll companies. We all know the big yes. one and they can manage your payroll for you. And it's not, from what I've seen, it's not really that expensive to have right. to do it. And to me, it would not be worth it because there's so many things that you need to worry about. And if you don't pay the payroll taxes correctly, you will be in hot water. And that's like more hot water than, oh, I miscalculated how much I need to pay for my quarterly payment. Or, oh, I didn't think I had a quarterly payment. Now I have taxes due at the end of the year. Like if you miss your payroll tax amounts, that's way 
bigger, deeper water that you're in rather than personal taxes. So I agree. Not worth doing it on your own. I think that's absolutely another expense if you have employees that you should branch out to. 